Do you want the secret to becoming a profitable entrepreneur? It's not working 80 hours a week. It's not missing out on all the fun stuff in life. It's not feeling overwhelmed or burned out. While becoming an entrepreneur does require hard work, don't get me wrong, it's not what's going to make your business successful. If you want to truly become a profitable entrepreneur, you need to learn how to master your mindset, evolve your skills, and market your services to your ideal customer. You must commit to mastery, become the best at what you do, and never stop learning. Becoming a profitable entrepreneur is 100% possible, and I will teach you how in my free five-day workshop, Profitable Entrepreneur. I want, you to, I want to personally invite you, podcast listener of mine, and you can sign up. The link is on the description of this podcast episode. See you there. This podcast is sponsored by Pauline Malubai Consulting. We are an agency that supports visionary CEOs with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. We are their right-hand partners in building and scaling their operations and revenue streams. We give them the space to own their CEO role. If you want to find out more, visit helpmepauline.com and let's continue the conversation. This is How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and those visionaries who left their 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy in life by building their own businesses. I'm your host, Pauline Malubai, digital business strategist, director of operations, and agency owner of PMC, where our mission is to cater to visionaries with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. Each week, I give business wisdom and chat with other CEOs on how they are owning their happiness in life. Tune in to find out how to move the needle forward in your business and fully step into your role as CEO. Hello, friends. Welcome to How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and boss moms who left their 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy by building their own businesses. And in this episode, I am so happy to have a client of mine, Shane Gitmed, a fellow Filipina based in California. And we crossed paths because she reached out to me to launch her own podcast, Carpe DM Living, an amazing podcast all about holistic well-being and just making the most of life. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Shane. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So Shane, you are a serial entrepreneur and you are definitely, definitely, definitely my target listener of this podcast. And I know you have a lot of wisdom to share. So why don't we start at the beginning of your journey? Yes. So for me, I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. So I watched my mom hustle. When I say hustle, it was anything that she could have possibly made profit from, she did legal, of course. So I saw her as small as making Filipino desserts in our kitchen and I would mm. help her with those recipes and she would sell them to coworkers and friends. And that was just one thing that she did. She did get involved with other businesses that helped me watch from the sidelines of marketing 
networking. And little did I know that being a part of those meetings and observing that how much I would absorb as a child, because we all know that we're sponges, especially children. Mm -hmm. And just watching that basically my whole life really showed me, wow, you can make money not while having to work a nine to five and you can be in control of your schedule. It really just instilled that into my mind. So growing up, it's funny with Filipinos, they expect you to do a medical field or something along those lines. And my mom by her career job is in the medical field, but I always knew that I really just want to do business. And I never knew exactly what I want to do in business yet. But because it's a journey, you discover things along the way. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so I've been independent and working remotely for eight years now. And it's been the most fulfilling journey because I get to, being a serial entrepreneur, I can try different businesses. And I've always been the type where if it works out, great. If it doesn't, at least you tried and you never know what your idea is going to bring. That's why for me, my first business was my marketing agency. And my marketing agency grew because I was getting so many clients doing virtual solution type work. Mm -hmm. And I was, I can't take on all these clients alone. So then I had this idea, ding, 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 create an agency. <laughs> create an agency went perfect. It, it really helped me get the time freedom that I was really looking mm -hmm. for. Because I know as business owners, especially when you have a lot of online businesses, Sometimes finding that balance can be hard, especially with time management. Absolutely. And so I, I had to learn that along the way. And especially when I launched that marketing agency, I was a new mom. And that really helped me want to get my schedule in order because there's no way I'm going to be able to raise this baby and constantly be on my computer. That's just mm -hmm. not going to work. Yeah. So, so during that time, that's when I became a single mom. So I became a single mom during that process. And so I was like, okay, it's another hurdle I need to figure out. From then on, I started doing e-commerce because you hear a lot about passive income, right? You're like, I really want to yeah. make money without having to constantly be up in, up in the center and trying to do all the things. So I was like, let me figure out ways to do e-commerce. And so now fast forward, I have three e-commerce stores. So I have the marketing agency, the three e-commerce stores, and after those really got settled, I'm, I really want to try something else. And this is why even my publisher from the book I co-authored always tells me, you're the definition of serial entrepreneur. Because at first I thought I was just crazy. I was like, Am I, I'm always wanting to do all these different things. I can't <laughs> and just leave it there. Because yeah. there's people that are, I am a life coach. I am a this, I am a that. And I think but, you always yeah. get that advice to niche down and to know everything you have to choose one path and stick to it right right yeah yeah no it's so true and I never resonated with that and mm. I thought I was so wrong for it because I'm why does it seem everyone else can just stick to one thing and that's who they are but for me well I want to do this I want to do this and <laughs> and I I just eventually I owned it I was I am a serial entrepreneur yeah. by the there's nothing I can do. That's just what's happened. <laughs> uh, what am I going to do? Shut down all the businesses? Doesn't make sense. So from then on, before COVID, I got into becoming a certified travel agent because, I mean, who doesn't love traveling for one? And then two, you get really amazing deals while- Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so travel, travel agent. I actually interviewed someone who was a travel agent and she was telling me about the discounts and the savings. It's insane. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. And for me, because even <laughs> during my entrepreneurial journey, I was also extreme couponing at one point when that was a thing. Oh. And I don't know about the UK, but over here, mm -hmm. extreme couponing was, it spread like wildfire. And because I had to get the most out of my money, I've always had that mentality, especially when you grow up with a single parent, that's just mm. you, that's the mentality you have. And so when I found out all of those things about being a travel agent, I'm like, okay, this is perfect because being a single mom, my biggest thing was I didn't want to feel like I couldn't offer my son as many things because there wasn't yeah. two parents in the home. But I mean, yeah. like, you always got that feeling of you have to overcompensate as a single parent. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I just, I didn't want to feel like I was lacking in anything. Mm. I didn't want to tell him one day, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't take on a vacation because we can't afford it or it's, it's too much or whatever. I just didn't want to have ever have that situation. So I was like, let me figure this out on how I can do the travel agency and get great deals for us. And it was beautiful. There's so many, yeah, the deals are crazy. <laughs> and so that's where that sparked. And a funny add on to that was I became an ordained minister because <laughs> I was, so this is, this is how business minded I am. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have clients that are planning everything under the sun from honeymoon to just birthday trips or whatever, weddings. I'm okay. Weddings. What if I could also offer, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what if I could also offer to officiate the wedding? So now I'm also officiating the wedding. I'm planning the honeymoon and I'm booking all of their guests. I was just, this could be a package. So I did that. So I went ahead. Yeah. I love it. I've never heard anyone else do that. And I was just, well, I'm gonna do it. So here we are. <laughs> oh look, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so many things, so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to the training. So how long did it take? First of all, if someone, one of our listeners is listening now and thinking, oh my God, I want to follow in her footsteps. What yeah. kind of cost is associated with starting off? And how long did it take you to, to kind of train up in these various things that eventually yeah. became a whole package? Yeah. So when you become a certified travel agent, there are certain trainings you do have to go through and it's more based on the vendor. So say you want to be a specialist for Marriott or you want to be a specialist for Hilton. There's certain ones that you have to take for that. There's different online courses. And then once you've gone through all that training, then you have access to the database where you can book things and you have a whole network. And then once you're registered, when you have your certain ID, you can call just about any hotel and just be like, Hey, I'm a travel agent. Here's my ID number to verify my status. Mm -hmm. And then you can get the discounted rates in the system. And this works for cruises. It works for resorts all over the world. I know Airbnb is trying to situate something where you can get commission as a travel agent. So, I mean, I told myself just with any other business opportunity, I'm, if this doesn't even become my biggest moneymaker, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm still benefiting from this. I think that's key when it comes to starting businesses is to not have high expectations. I mean, have a goal, but to have a dream. Yes, yeah. have a dream. But if you don't hit a certain amount of subscribers or a certain mm -hmm. amount of money by a certain amount of days, then you're not going to be, you know, kicking yourself or super disappointed about it. So that's how I've always gone about it. I know other people do it differently, but I just, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. So it's right. just kind of like, that's why I, I do things lightly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I guess with, with you have, because you're very busy, obviously, <laughs> that's why I help you launch your podcast. But how do you kind of, ensure that you are giving each businesses the right attention or so when did you decide for example you you started off your as a as a kind of 
VA or kind of providing VA solutions. Yeah, like consulting. And like yeah. consulting and then starting off into an agency. How do you, when you put your attention and focus on something else and then kind of that part of the business is, that business is doing okay by itself. It's kind of, you have your team or whatever, and then you move on to the next one. Like how do you, what? I think that's one of the main things that women in general, because we're such multitaskers, especially moms. Yeah. I think it's, I, I guess a lot of us try to duplicate that into business. What I mean, life and business, we try to do that multitasking thing. So yeah. what's the balance that you found? Yeah. So, I mean, I've tried different methods. I've tried time blocking, which honestly doesn't really help when you have a small child at home. Mm. It, and maybe if they nap, but my son does not nap. He hasn't napped in a long time. And so that didn't work for me. And then I also tried where I'm okay on these certain days, these businesses get my attention, my big, my main attention, and then I'll check in throughout the week. So it's either time blocking or setting certain days. Those, those are different ways. Of course, you have to be as organized as possible. When you have your different systems, Asana is great. Definitely outsourcing. So you need to have a team. I used to know people that they would have all these businesses, but didn't have a team and they were just never getting sleep, never. And I would tell people all the time, it's not going to work. There's no way do you see these big corporations doing everything themselves or the CEO doing literally everything? No, it's not how it works. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I started to outsource, especially when I started the agency. And what really helped is because I've had a solid set of team members. Yeah. They've grown with me. So yeah. each thing that comes up, I'm okay, hey, we got another thing coming. And then they're all right, hang tight. So it's yeah. really fun to see your team grow and for the same people to be around. So that, that's what's helped me. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's days where, oh my gosh, it's overloaded, especially when you have a launch, when you have, yeah. you're in the middle of big, you know, things going on in your life. Those times, okay, I'm a little bit more human <laughs> when yeah. I do that. But every other time, um, I'm pretty good at managing all the different pivoting. I just call it pivoting. Yeah. All right, I'm working on this. All right, pivot, try this. So that's what's helped me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm finding that now, actually, now whilst I'm growing my team and trying to turn into an agency as well, that... There's, I think it's tiring when you have to pivot between different clients, but it definitely helps when you have a really kind of responsible, really high caliber team teammate right. that you can just be like, okay, so you own this project and I'm going to offload it to you. It's kind of out of my headache. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you own it and then come back right. to me when you've got the deliverables and then we'll go meet with the client. And right, right. when you have that person that you kind of trust to just own the project mm-hmm. and own that high quality piece of work and then yeah. you can kind of just rest easy because I feel for me especially because I'm such a I have such a bouncy I call it bouncy brain oh. <laughs> I just move around different things and I'm, I've always yeah. been kind of very multi-passionate I think yeah. Marie Forleo says it best where you couldn't figure out what you're good at because you're kind of average you just do too many things and have too many passions and it's mm. the same for me during the day so I really have to pick where I focus my energy intentionally mm. yeah um, yeah I think some of our listeners would be so intrigued with how you choose your team, especially right at the beginning and how you hire and whether that's evolved as you gone on to explore different verticals because you travel, ministry, commerce. It's a good, it's a good mix. It's very diverse. Right, right, right. So we'll talk more about how I hired. Okay. So with hiring, there are platforms where you can hire freelancers, right? And so one of them is Upwork. So that's a cool place to find people. I mean, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. So yeah. usually if someone's, oh, I recommend this person. I think those types of communities are great to network, mm. of course, to find people from all over the world. That's how we found each other was that. So that type, 
for me, I think because I'm also very intuitive, I can get the sense when I first start, start working with someone, I'm okay, this is, this seems a good fit, but yeah. So it's mainly just finding through those platforms. I've tried Fiverr at one point, but that was not, it wasn't the same result as the others. And I've worked with other friends and family and then they just stuck around this long. So, and I feel, I mean, I haven't really had to hire more people to the agency recently, but I definitely go through the trial period. Okay, let's start off small. Let's see mm-hmm. how you can handle this project. See what happens. Okay, once we build that trust and that rapport, then we'll move on to a bigger project. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure just with your podcast, you wouldn't give one of your biggest clients to someone who's new to your team. You'd be, you'd want to inch their way in. Yeah. And so that's how, how I've always done it. And I'm not even a very micromanaging person at all. I feel yeah. I'm pretty relaxed. People that work with me would say that just because... I know things happen. I know. Yeah, you know, life, life happens. Yeah, especially when we're all working independently. We're all just doing the best we can. So if things come up, I'm never the first person to be like, oh my gosh, how did you not catch? I really, because I've experienced working with people that mm-hmm. in the past. Before I started my businesses, someone who was just always breathing down your neck. Yeah. And if anything, that makes you perform worse. Yeah, anxiety kicks in. Stress, yeah. right. And you just feel you can't catch a break. So yeah. I told myself, what, if I ever hire people or want to work with other people on my team, I, you can't treat them that way. Like, you yeah. absolutely can't. Especially with COVID, more people are having to balance things at home than ever before. So there's, like, no, could, there's no boundaries at all. Yeah. Right. So how could you expect them to be on their A game 24-7? It's just not... I'm even myself. There's days where I can't take my son to, I can't take my son to preschool. He can't go to the park. He can't do just regular things. So I really feel for the parents with small children right now. We're doing the best we can. There's some great posts on LinkedIn right now when I was scrolling and it was about a recruiter who was saying that she was interviewing and there was, uh, the woman was distracted because she her, her son wanted to sit on her lap oh, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and the recruiter just went, what? I know you want to hold him. So just grab him and we'll just carry on with the, re- the, the interview. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it's so great that this whole situation is obviously really awful, but that kind of mentality of, yeah, well, this is life. <laughs> Business right. has to go on. <laughs> right, so right. Your toddler has to sit and you have to do an interview. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Love it. No, exactly. And then it just, I feel it makes us feel more human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More Come, human. Because yeah. you just feel, okay, of course, this person has a family at home. Most, we have to be more understanding. And I have to say, we should all give people grace, especially during this time. So I, so I would say I'm a pretty relaxed person to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, I, I know, I was gonna say, like, you have social proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a breeze. I always say to my clients, Shane's like my favorite. <laughs> just oh my like, gosh. That's so <laughs> Um, oh, thank you so much. And yeah, so what was your, I mean, I'm learning about this now because I'm, I'm obviously hiring. So what was you, how do you test your, I don't want to say test, but how do you someone's a right fit for you in the interview stage? Because our interview was 15 minutes. <laughs> I feel oh like you really gosh. wanted to hire me. I was like, that was the quickest interview I've ever got. <laughs> yeah, no, what I think it's hard because I, so one of the things that I do part of my hiring process is. I asked them to take the Briggs-Myers personality mm. test because I'm really, because there's only so much you can really learn from a person from a Zoom meeting or mm. we're not hanging out, you know, regularly in an office somewhere. So I'm like, well, I really want to understand how this person is. And this is just naturally how I am with, I know everything. So I'm, so take this quiz and then when they get, when they bring it back to me, okay. And then I kind of, I read through it, especially the careers part, because I want to know how are they when they work mm. with other people. 
So that usually is my, one of my biggest indicators. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And so I think that really helps. So you are kind of aware of who you're going to be working with. But yeah, I mean, honestly, this may not, this might not be the most helpful thing, but I feel you and I are both pretty intuitive. So I feel just go with your gut. Do you feel yeah. that person's trustworthy? How are they when it comes to deliverables? Are they late? Or one thing I, that I've noticed is if I give someone an assignment or a task, but they don't ask any questions at all, not even, not even one basic question. I'm kind of like, I mean, you're just kind of, are they really trying to understand what we're doing? Cause it's almost how would they fully know mm-hmm. how to do this? If they're new to this, you, you have to ask questions. Yeah. So I, I always push because sometimes I know it's personality style. And I always tell this to my interns now, I'd rather you over communicate than yes. under communicate and no question is stupid. Cause sometimes there's some personalities where they just feel if they ask a question, it makes them look incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. That's There's true. that fear. And I, I do try to cater for those kind of people as well. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you're right. I do get suspicious when no question is asked. Yeah. And I'm just, hmm. So I, so I get, especially during the trial period when the person's really on it. Yeah. Asking all the things. And then let's see. Yeah. How long is the trial period for you? For me, so depending on how big of a project I'm having them work on, they're just doing, I don't know, just one project with me, I'll say a couple weeks, but if I'm trying to get them to be part of the agency for long term, that's a good 60 days. Right. Yeah. For sure. 60 to 90 days is when you really get a feel. And then after the 90 days, 60, 90 days, you can kind of revisit, okay, is this going to be a long-term situation or are we okay for now? Or are we just on on an on-call basis? It really just depends. But yeah, 60 to 90 days is usually when you can get a good idea. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite things to ask in this podcast is what's the proudest moment in your career in, yeah, in your career, in your business so far? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I didn't talk about was the family business as with the alkaline water machines. And I think anything I can do to help the family business makes me the proudest because I know we're building our legacy. We're promoting something that we wholeheartedly believe in and we're so passionate about. And so whenever I can close a sale, whenever I can do anything that boosts the family business, that makes me the proudest. I think another proud moment for me was when that aha moment of, oh my gosh, I really can manage being a killer single mom and killing it at business. And because when you're going through a lot of life changes and you're still having to juggle everything else, it can take a while to find that rhythm. And for me, it took a lot. There's a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of tears, a lot of questioning. Am I really doing, because there was there was a time when things became real that I was going to do this on my own was there were people in my life that told me maybe you should just work corporate. Maybe they were basically trying to tell me to stop what I was doing with my business opportunities or my business ideas. Cause at that time I hadn't launched everything yet. I was still, I would launch things kind of sporadically, honestly, whenever it feels right to me. And when I was being told that left and right, that just, just work a normal job, but you'll, you'll be fine. It was almost just so either one, you're telling me you don't believe in what I'm doing or (laughs) two, it's kind of no, because I knew, okay, why would I go from being with my son all the time, which he loves being able to have, he doesn't know what 
life is with me at an office all day. But yeah. even now COVID, that's not even happening right now. But mm-hmm. let's say I did listen and I gave up on my dreams. I stopped what I was doing because with business, things can fluctuate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Feast all the time. Peace and famine. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of, you have to prepare for the unpredictable, right? But luckily I'm a very good planner. So even when COVID first hit, I had a backup plan. I was like, yeah. fine. Even though e-commerce wasn't booming at that time, it was funny. Things at the, with the online stores kind of dipped, but then mm. when people realized that COVID was around to stay, everyone started shopping again. Mm-hmm. And I had the most sales than I've ever had than even during the holidays. It was all, it was a huge difference. So I will see, this is why I don't listen. Like when people, (laughs) but so, yeah, so I think that's what it was, was tuning out the negative, tuning out things that are distractions and just saying what I, I don't want to work, you know, for someone else and being in office all day away from my son who already only has one of his parents most of the time. It's just not okay. Why would I do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, you brought this up because recently my, actually it's my birthday. So the coming week. So my best friend came up to visit me. And he has a really high flying finance job. Mm-hmm. And although he supports me and all of that, it's just, it's, it's very pertinent that it's a very different lifestyle. So, yeah. and everyone else I went to school with, I went to a very kind of elite university and everyone went off to the city in, in London, did finance, yeah. became lawyers or doctors yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of a typical corporate nine to five kind of job. Or in their case, sometimes working till 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Please the boss. But it's so pertinent. He came up and it's just, it's so pertinent to, to, to see the differences, even though mm-hmm. it's not said. But the way that entrepreneurs have to think, we have to be really switched on all the time. I have to reply to leads while we're in the restaurant or, yes. especially because I'm kind of in a very much at the early stage of my business ventures and mm-hmm. it's very ha- a hassle for mentality right now. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I was telling him, you really, I really need to be very careful with my, the, with kind of my mindset and my thinking because it's so easy to slip into that compare. My one of my coach clients call it comparisonitis. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard it in that term, but I know what you're, what you're like that. When you start to compare, kind of, like, you know, everyone has self doubt, of course, but it's kind of when when you're doing something so different from your support system or from people mm-hmm. that you really respect and admire. And you kind of just almost have to tell yourself, your inner self to shut up and just carry on with what you've committed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. It's yeah. so, and I think that's where it comes with just kind of snapping out of it because yeah. I'm the same way. There's none of my friends. I mean, I've made friends through business, but before yeah. that, before yeah. I networked and found these people, I was very much kind of a black sheep, you know, yeah. with my own community was everyone... It's funny because <laughs> a lot of people kind of described it. I was not Batman, but there, because how I, ba- I start different things and I have a lot of things going on, especially when I take on projects, a book and I start a podcast, everyone's kind of, I know she works from home. She's been doing it for so long, but I don't know exactly what she does. Like, yeah, that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. My housemate says that all the time. She's always like, yeah, um, this is boring. Um, she does online things. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. a store away land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of, I mean, you can go to the link if you really don't know. And that's kind of why I, I'm in the process of creating my website. I've been, I swear, I've been rebranding that for Fascinating a minute. Fascinating as well. Yeah. It's just, because uh, it's a lot of copy, but but that's why I have that. Because I'm what if you- Just go to the link. <laughs> yeah, just go to the link, learn about it there. Because I can't, yeah. I can't explain all this to you right now. <laughs> yeah, especially now I'm getting a lot of offers for ambassador deals. And yeah. I'm already an ambassador for Peanut. And I also work with Babyquip. 
so it's just there's so many so yeah it's, it's just a lot <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's really great because I don't know how like, eight years into your into your business journey I guess do you does it ever dies down or is it something that especially with Filipino background minority backgrounds we tend to be like, oh you're a lawyer engineer do you, you work in the hospital it's always our, our professional careers are kind of limited to specific right right <laughs> niche niches I, right. I always joke to my friends that I slipped out of the womb and my parents were trying on a subconscious level and directly also wanting me to be a doctor <laughs> but uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. terrible at maths I never did oh, maths yeah. well but yeah it's just it, I, I always think that it's funny because you really have to get to the place where it kind of just it's numb to you you're just like, yeah I work online I'm self-employed yeah. or I have my own business and yeah they will give you this look I think the funny part is because I'm literally the only person in my family that's this there's no yeah. one I've, I've really paved the way I think for future generations that yeah because so so with my parents so I think once they realize oh my gosh you can make money doing this this and this and you, you don't have to you know clock in and clock out when they realized how lucrative these different avenues are for me, they were like, oh my gosh, this is genius. Now my mom, I want an online store. <laughs> I want, and so, and I mean, my mom is a queen of multiple income streams. I didn't realize that's where I learned it from until later on in life. I'm wow, she normalized that for me. She's yeah. the one who made it seem, why not have multiple ways of making money? What's the problem? As long as you can handle it. So yeah, so I think going, really setting the example and my mom has really, I think has, like I said, now that they see how much it's life-changing and how much Dylan gets to be with me all the time, they're, they're my biggest supporters. They share everything I do with everyone in the family. They're so proud to be like, oh my gosh, she's on Spotify, you know, things like that. <laughs> so, um, proud so, Filipino parents are yeah. the best. They do not shut up about you. <laughs> I love Right, them. right, right. <laughs> so they're, so they're, they're on the boat. Yeah, they, they yeah. understand that this is, this is the thing. And I mean, I mean, luckily my mom didn't, she wanted me to either be a nurse or you know yeah, anything classic like yeah yeah but she never really pushed Push, I, I know yeah. there yeah she wasn't as pushy as other parents I've known thank goodness but she's kind of because she knows I've always been very independent and very mm. very reliant or not I'm sorry not reliant resilient she just knew that whatever I do it's going to be great she just yeah. always had that faith in me so yeah and I ended up here <laughs> <laughs> great um yeah. actually I would love to hear more about because you have so many businesses I don't know much about e-commerce uh-huh. so how did so you started your consulting and then you went to sorry you, you build up the agency so I would love because I want this podcast to be really educational and there's a lot of in my in my other episode with Neha she was saying the same thing about modeling things for her children so mm-hmm. I wanted this podcast to allow our listeners to kind of aspiring business entrepreneurs to kind of emulate and also get tips from my guests. So yeah, I would love to know how you started your e-commerce. If someone's listening to this and be like, oh, I want to start an e-commerce store or I want to do my own agencies. What were the, what are the practical kind of step-by-step kind of guide by Shane that yeah. you can give okay. to us? <laughs> yeah. So for me, I kind of bounced around with different ideas yeah. um, as far as what I wanted to sell. Right. I personally, because I mean, here's the funny thing with e-commerce. You don't have to actually sell things that you as a person, mm. you just have to follow the market. So this is one thing I learned from Damon John's team, the, the shark 
because I went to one of the conferences and they said, you don't have to, yes, you made dog sweaters, just an example, but if that's not doing well in the market, then you don't have to sell that. So it's just kind of really tapping into what is hot right now? What is trending? What are consumers buying? And so depending on what platform you choose to be on, I know I didn't do the Amazon route just because of at the time I was, I don't know if I want to do wholesale because so if you want to do straight drop shipping, which is what I'm doing, that's when you don't touch inventory. That's when you don't have to buy anything in advance. The only things that get ordered are things that were already paid and accounted for. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. I was going to say of, some listeners might not know what even yeah. what drop shipping even is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the stores I have is a gemstone jewelry store. So we have the website, right? We have the products listed there. Our supplier is not with us. It's not um, in our city. So when someone places an order through us, we then forward that order to our supplier. The -hmm. supplier is, okay, this is what I need to fulfill. They have the packaging. They have the customer's information. So they do their part. They include the appraisal, which is usually, which is what comes with the jewelry item. And then they ship it to the customer. And it's just literally rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. That's it. So you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, how many necklaces do we have in stock? You don't have to manually package these items and ship them yourself. Mm. Things that, because yeah, I really, I really thought about, I don't want to have to deal with tracking all this inventory and I really, when I say passive income, I really wanted to to find (laughs) out. I don't want to have to put in more time. Yeah. 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 As long as I invest in the website being made and relationships with suppliers, a business partner, because I do have a business partner with that business. What's the startup cost? What's the startup startup cost? cost? Hmm. So the startup cost will either be if you have someone build your website for you, if you hire VAs to upload your inventory, your listings, that can take Mm. a while, depending on how much you want to list on there paying for your online platform. So if it's Shopify, if you're Mm. using Squarespace, your domain, of course, any G Suite email addresses for customer support, what else comes with that? And then of course, when, so when you price your item, you're going to have to plan out, do the numbers of what your profit margin is going to be. So then you're saying, okay, if this item's 150 and I want my profit margin to be this, how much do I need to, what price do I need to list it at? So even after shipping, after everything's taken off, this is what I make. Right. So so you have to have a formula when it comes to that. And how did you learn the skills? If there's someone stay at home mom right now, who's thinking of different avenues, whether that be Mm -hmm. VA and there's plenty of resources for people who want to be VA. It's a very, I think it's such a great way to step step into the online, purely online business space. But for someone who's thinking about e-commerce, who loves maybe crafts, jewelry, you just mentioned, are there Mm -hmm. any sunk costs or specific risks that they really should be aware of? And I'm I'm always thinking it from the point of view of my listeners who are sometimes moms who've been out of work. I would say out of work, but my kid is work, but I mean like corporate work kind of thing. And they're feeling a little bit insecure about doing all the accounting and all the maths yeah, and yeah. you know the technical skills that goes with it. So how did you kind of overcome that or seen seen your peers who are in that boat overcome that? Yeah. So I mean you really do want to start small. So that's why like I wouldn't recommend doing high priced items right um, until you really get the hang of it. Because you don't have to stick to one online store at all. You can definitely mix it up. 
Um, that's why for mine, it's the jewelry, it's mugs, and then a t-shirt shop. They're all very different. And they all just, what do you call this? I mean, luckily with online platforms to buy things, they calculate the tax and everything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you could always set a percentage. You could say, well, I want to make 20 or 30% off of each item. I mean, a lot of it also comes with the deal you make with your supplier. Mm -hmm. What are their costs to create this item? So one thing I learned also through Damon John's conference was having three prototypes or tested out with three things first and then go from there. Um, so that's if you want to do the drop shipping aspect. If you want to go the Amazon aspect, there's a thing called wholesale. Or so let's just think of a, a, a typical household item, a wine, like a, yeah, a wine bottle opener, let's just say. That's a very generic item, but people always buy that. Say you bought 300 of those, because obviously if you buy in bulk, you'll get it for cheaper. And you bought them all at five bucks a piece but you want to sell them at $15 a piece. So, okay, that's $10 of a difference, but then Amazon takes 30% mm -hmm. because it's a fulfilled by Amazon item if you want them to ship it through Prime. So in order to ship through Prime, they need to hold your items for you in their warehouse, but then you, they take a bigger cut. So things that I think once you learn the rules right. of the platform you're trying to work on, then you can kind of say, okay, I want to do it this way. I want to raise my prices to this. Honestly, if you're not confident with numbers, definitely get an accountant or mm -hmm. someone that specializes in that because the last thing you want to do is start an e-commerce store, pay for all these things, and then you just don't see much profit because then right. it's a nightmare. Yeah. Now these customers are, well, she was charging this. She can't, you can't just drastically change your price on mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. Like, what is this? So I think from the start with any business, you need to set your foundation up very mm -hmm. well. Absolutely. So avoid things from falling through the cracks. Absolutely. It's just, I'm trying to do this now with a lot of standard operating procedures. And I think it's one of the best service that I provide as well, which is helping, especially people who want to scale up right. and want to bring in other contractors. They, I know that a lot of people, they just, as a solopreneur, they, they start off not knowing, kind of just winging it really, but their skill set is really good. So they get a lot of clients, but mm -hmm. actually running the admin side of the business, they just get very overwhelmed. They're scaling up too quickly mm -hmm. and then they bring contractors in and then the level of work that, I, that they're expecting is not replicated because they, mm. they don't have the time to train those contractors properly. Yeah. And then there's no kind of step-by-step -step instruction, i.e. standard operating procedures, mm -hmm. to the, the most common things. So right. they just get a proper headache and they're, okay, let me get an online business manager to sort uh, out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest advice as well that I would give. Really get on your systems and procedures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right from the get go so that you right. know, it doesn't cause you a headache when you are scaling and becoming even more successful. Right. Right. And there's so many tools anyway. There's so many things you could use to, to help you with your online businesses. I mean, AppSumo, it has so many different things in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's really, I mean, my favorite has always been Asana from the start. I've yeah, tried others. So simple. So simple. Yeah but I keep going back to it. So <laughs> yeah, AppSumo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just gave Shane where a new, I don't even call it a platform, a new platform yeah. for our podcast. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I, should actually, I should actually become an affiliate for AppSumo because I think they're so great. Yeah. They have a lot like of different yeah. options. I was going through and they had a ton of free stuff too. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think there was an app I wanted from them a while ago and then I just never got it mm -hmm. and I was getting emails from them. But then I, when you sent me that link, it had me browse through again. It's so good. Yeah. It's lifetime yeah. tools. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap up the, the interview, 
could oh we could literally talk for days what <laughs> what would you envision kind of your business businesses will be in five maybe five or ten years time i know it's a it's a long time especially for a business owner where things are very volatile and there's always new opportunities but you could kind of paint a picture of where you would see in about five years with your businesses or maybe not even five years two to five years maybe yeah what do you hope to achieve and i know the podcast that we launched together is a massive part of that as well yeah. so yeah wait yeah i think for me i mean honestly I've, I've been pretty good at you know letting things kind of not autopilot fully but there's it's a good flow and especially with the launch of the podcast there's still kinks that you're trying to work through on the way and get used mm -hmm. to workflows but i really think in yeah a year two years minimum things will be so smoothened out because i <laughs> for me i I worked off of a dream board. So there is actually one, no, two really big projects that I want to do. One is with family and one is with another business partner. We're just waiting for the right time. Once I think those, cause those are projected to do very, very well. The passive income will be like through the roof, just insane. I think I won't be as hands-on. I think I'll be able to fully let go of, cause I have clients within the agency that I only work with. Cause I just feel, I think I need to take the lead on this. And then there's other clients that my team members work with. So I think there'll be a point where I can just fully just not do the client work. And then everything will just kind of be more of me just overseeing. Because I think that's another thing is over the years, I've been letting go slowly, letting go slowly, but I haven't been able to fully let go completely, especially when it comes yeah. to the marketing agency. And I think cause it's my baby. I've been doing it. Yeah. That's what, you know, really launched my whole career and brought me to all these other opportunities. So, so yeah, I think once my biggest, I call them the big fish, the big fishes are, yeah. are out and running. I really feel by then I'll have everything sorted out because I mean, things are still pretty fresh from the big life changes I re I recently had to mm. deal with. And so I think by then things will be really settled down. So right. yeah, that's where I envision it. Just a lot of more goals being accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. You're gonna, I'm going to see your Facebook updates. Blah, blah. There's the big fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty on lock right now just because yeah. it's, we don't want anyone to steal the idea. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. We'll have you back on the podcast again and you can. You can Share definitely that. dish, yeah. dish everything out. I admire you and you, you're definitely oh. owning it. And it's so great. I'm so big on representation. So so great to see fellow business Filipino doing it, even though you're across the pond. So where can people find you? And this last question, just before we finish, is if you could give advice to yourself back at the start of your journey, especially because... I feel when you became a single mom, it kind of, that was a massive push for you when you really, oh, yeah. really kicked off. What would it be? Yeah. So if I were to tell my, my past self anything was just don't worry so much because I'm being such a type A and just <laughs> trying to plan everything. And then when things don't work out, you're just like, oh crap. And then you're trying mm. to work around it. I'm because I'm so big on trying to make things flow when they don't flow. I'm just, okay, hold on. What could I have done differently? So I think I just need to tell myself it's going to be fine because honestly, <laughs> a lot of things that you don't expect to happen and, and they happen anyway, you still turn out to be okay. Yeah. So just don't worry so much. It will work itself out. Trust your gut because mm -hmm. sometimes I question my gut sometimes, but I don't know why because it, it always works out and it's never wrong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so just trusting your gut, your intuition and surround yourself around people that are only going to lift you up. 
I'm very big on my circle and who I work with because they can influence your life very easily. So yeah. Great. Don't worry. I honestly think you're the second person to give that advice. It's a very common pattern. <laughs> you're just everything will be fine. And so where can people find you? And you've kind of already answered this question, but I always leave more value and just any resources that you want to share as a businesswoman. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me under my name, just Shane Gitmit on Instagram. Um, my website that should be relaunching soon. It's just shanegitmit.com. If you want to check out the podcast, you can find me on Spotify and soon Apple. Um, and that's called Carpe Diem Living. And there's an insiders group for that as well. If you're into holistic health, if you want to learn ways to improve your health naturally, that's what that podcast is for. But yes, I'm happy to help with anything if it comes to business, to single motherhood, to health, holistic health. I'm, I'm everywhere. So I'll link everything in the show notes, everybody. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great fun. Okay. Let's stop. Hey friends, hope you enjoyed this episode of How She Owns It. If you want to be a part of a collective of purpose-driven female visionaries, join our Facebook group, How She Owns It, for insightful conversations, new friendships with fellow CEOs, and tips and tricks to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Running, building, and scaling a business is hard work, so give yourself credit for owning your definition of success. Now go out and help someone else by subscribing, sharing, and passing this episode on. Give us a review and don't be shy to connect with me on my socials. I can be found at, at CEO Pauline Malibai. See you in the next one.